This is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast with your host, my husband, Liam Douglas. Enjoy! Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 176. I want to take a moment right now to thank all of my listeners for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you might be getting your podcasts. So, now we are doing the latest news and rumors roundup from the big four camera rumor sites of Nikon Rumors. Canon Rumors, Fuji Rumors, and Sony Alpha Rumors for this Sunday, August 15th, 2021. So let's head on over to Canon Rumors and see what they have for us this week. Let's do this! First up, patent, a new mirrorless camera body design with integrated grip with pass-through. Here is an interesting patent application showcasing what appears to be a new design and functionality of an integrated grip mirrorless camera body. At this time, there's no way to really know if this design is in fact one Canon is moving forward with on a camera body such as an EOS R1, or if it's just part of the design process. Japan patent JP2021-117300A mostly deals with a secure grip for both horizontal and vertical shooting. This design is quite unique in that there is an open cavity in the body that your fingers can grip through, as you can see in the patent illustration below. And of course, this article and all the articles will be in the show notes for today's episode. This is definitely some out-of-the-box thinking when it comes to camera design. But I think the open space within the camera body is a lot of lost real estate for electronics. If you've ever seen a camera opened up, there is rarely enough space inside for much of anything else. One of the applications of the pass-through design is for active cooling, which is something we will see in the future on the Canon EOS R5C. But I can't see the R5C having a fully integrated grip, as it has been described to me as a slightly larger than the EOS R5. But this design would fit as significantly larger. The patent also mentions touch bar functionality, which wasn't well received on the original Canon EOS R. Could we see some of this design in the R1? Perhaps, but it seems a bit too radical in my opinion. Now, I would have to agree with him on this. I'm not sure why they would leave an open cavity in an upcoming body. But this camera body does look like it could be a preliminary design for the EOS R1. Whether or not it is, I guess we'll all just have to wait and see as time goes on. Next up, patent Canon RF 100-400mm f5-71 IS USM. I've reported many times about a small and affordable Canon RF 100-400 zoom lens and another patent for such an optical formula has recently appeared. The Canon RF 100-400 f5-71 IS USM Focal length 103mm, 200mm, and 388.50mm, F number 5, 626, and 
half angle of view 11.86 degrees 6.17 degrees and 3.19 degrees image height 2164 millimeters throughout lens overall length 215.58 millimeters 255.38 millimeters and 293.58 millimeters back focus of 38.40 millimeters 58.61 millimeters and 78.01 millimeters this lens has been on our RF lens roadmap for quite some time, but is listed as an RF 100-400-5-6-7-1 ISUSM. It will obviously be small, lightweight, and quite affordable when compared to the RF 100-500 F45-7-1L ISUSM. An RF 100-400 lens has also appeared internally at Canon and was scheduled to have already been released, but that has been delayed by COVID. Now, this is definitely interesting, and I did have, if you remember, when I had EF mount bodies and lenses, I had the 100-400 Mark II, and it was a fantastic lens. I would love to have another L lens, but to be honest, I don't use 100-400 enough to want to spend the money to buy the L 100-500. But if this is one of the less expensive silver band lenses, but optically sound, I would definitely be interested. I had been contemplating getting the 600mm f11 or the 800f11, but now I'm kind of glad I waited. So let's see if this lens does get released in the near future, and if it's reasonably affordable like those other two lenses are. If so, then it's definitely one I'll be picking up. Next up, patent optical formulas for an RF 28mm f1.4 and a 35 f1.4. Canon Inc. has filed a patent application for more optical formulas for fast RF prime lenses, this time an RF 2814 and a 3514 USM. There have been many patents in the past where these optical formulas, but our roadmap shows an RF 35 1.2 L, and I haven't yet been told that an RF 28 F 1.4 L USM was on the way. First, we have the Canon RF 28mm f1.4 L USM, focal length 26.79mm, f number 1.44, half angle of view 38.93 degrees, image height of 2164mm, lens overall length 134.78mm with a back focus of 13mm. The RF 35 f1.4 L USM. Focal length 33.73 millimeters, F number 1.44, half angle of view 32.68, image height the same, lens overall length 143.92 millimeters with a back focus of 20.0 millimeters. So it's definitely intriguing. We'll have to wait and see if these lenses do become reality, but with so many patent formulas flying around, I think there's a good possibility that both these lenses may become reality. Next up, the specifications for the upcoming Nikon Z9 leak out ahead of the official announcement. Nikon is readying what can be assumed is their flagship professional mirrorless camera, the Nikon Z9. An announcement for this camera is expected sometime in the next couple of months. It looks like Nikon is going in a very different direction than Sony's flagship Alpha 1 and Canon's EOS R3. The R3 is not going to be Canon's flagship mirrorless camera. As I expect, we'll hear more about the Canon R1 later in 2022. The Nikon Z9 was used in use at the Olympic Games 
but it looks like all EV or all EXIF data had been scrubbed from any images taken with the camera. This camera looks to be a true flagship professional mirrorless camera over the toy that is the Sony Alpha 1. Nikon released a lackluster flagship DSLR in the Nikon D6, which didn't offer much in the way of advancements from the previous Nikon D5. It looks like they put a lot of R&D dollars in the new Nikon Z9 and other Z-mount mirrorless cameras. Canon did give a big update in the form of the Canon EOS 1DX Mark III, which will hold the professionals over until the Canon EOS R1 hits the market. But I suspect a lot of those customers will be in line for the R3 as their first foray into a professional mirrorless body. Without further ado, here's what the Nikon rumors knows about the Nikon Z9. Nikon Z9 specifications, now keep in mind this is rumored, 8256 by 5504 pixel resolution that confirms a 45 megapixel stacked sensor. The Z9 will be capable of up to 120 frames per second in a lower resolution file, 6 megabytes I believe. Some reports even indicated that 160 frames per second, which would be crazy. Built-in GPS, probably GNSS or Global Navigation Satellite System. The Z9 will use the same battery as the D6. There will also be a new 18-type battery, the ENEL18X, that can be charged by the camera's USB-C. The sensor has a multi-leaf blade protective shutter that auto-covers the sensor when switched on or off or changing lenses to stop dust and or dirt on the naked sensor. The Z9 will have car autofocus in addition to animal and people AF as well as low light minus 7 EV. Improved 3D tracking. The improved articulated screen that even works in portrait mode. It is a completely new design. New style locking flap for the two CF Express memory card slots. Third joystick or selector added to use while camera close to face and shooting. Many new menu features to tweak and match your shooting style. The shutter release sound level can be adjusted from silent to loud so you can still get that D6 machine gun sound effect. The official announcement is expected in the next two months, but do not expect many cameras to ship before the end of the year. Because of part shortages, the waiting time for the Z9 is expected to be various, uh, very long. Previously rumored Nikon Z9 specs Newly developed 45 megapixel high resolution stacked FX sensor, 30 frames per second, integrated vertical grip. The Z9 is described as a D6 body combined with an EOS R5 imaging A92AF and blackout free EVF. Multi shot mode, 16 bit RAW option, 8K 30P, 4K 120, 60, and 30, support for 8K video recording. New X-Speed image processing engine designed for 8K, newly developed imaging pipeline processor can broaden sensor readout, emphasizing speed. Improved AF, object detection AF. Stunning AF tracking, better than the D6. Advanced real-time tracking. Two XQD CF Express Type B memory card slots. ISO range of 64 to 25,600, H1 and H2. Improved noise levels and specifically, uh, specifically significantly better dynamic range. High resolution blackout free EVF, probably 5.76 megapixels or maybe even 9K megapixels. 
viewfinder 120 hertz refresh rate the resolution can be reduced to increase the refresh rate new user interface no, no second lcd screen on the back like the d6 new battery the nikon enel 18x gigabit lan usb-c wi-fi gps built-in transmitter price six to seven thousand dollars so it looks like most of the rumors for the Nikon Z9 are starting to gel. Again, we still don't have an official announcement yet, but we are getting more and more information. And as the article mentioned, the camera was being beta, beta tested by Nikon ambassadors at the Tokyo Games. So we already know it's been out there in the wild for testing. So we should get an announcement, hopefully within the next couple of months. Next up, Peter McKinnon shows off the Canon EOS R3. Peter McKinnon has posted a video showing a couple of Canon EOS R3s in his possession. He is not allowed to post uh, or, or video, any videos or photographs, typo there, taken from the camera as of yet, but he does give a rundown of some of the features and size comparisons between the R3 and the 1DX Mark III and the EOS R5. There's a cringeworthy Squarespace plug in the middle of the video, but other than that, it should give you a bit of insight into the R3 and how it may handle. Now, I haven't had a chance to watch this yet. I probably will later on. Um, it is intriguing and uh, not surprising that Peter got his hands on a couple of them. Uh, his YouTube channel has absolutely blown up uh, in just a few years. So not surprising that they would spoil him with some R3s. I wish they'd give me some of that love. <laughs> Next up, DJI officially launches the DJI Mini SE, a sub 250 gram drone for only $299. DJI has officially launched the DJI Mini SE, an entry level drone that comes in at under 250 grams and costs only $250. The weight of this drone gets you under the weight requirements of testing and registering your drone in various countries. Be sure to check rules in your country to be certain. If you're looking for an easy-to-use drone for your kids or as a first-time drone purchase, this may be the drone for you. The added bonus is this new drone is in stock and ready to ship from Adorama. The DJI Mini SE key features 3-axis motorized gimbal camera lets you capture aerial 12-megapixel shots and 2.7K quad HD videos. Features a vision sensor plus GPS precise hover and a 360-degree propeller guard. Quick shot modes, including Drony, Circle, Helix, and Rocket, allow it to move within a preset motion. DJI Fly app lets you conveniently view live recordings and access flight tutorials. Long-lasting battery life provides a maximum flight time of approximately 30 minutes. Gimbal option, 3-axis gimbal, configuration, drone with camera. The DJI Fly app offers a simple and intuitive user interface, enabling you to create cinematic shots with just a few taps. It also includes Flight Tutorial, a feature to help get you started with DJI Mini SE quickly and safely. The DJI Mini SE comes equipped with a 360-degree propeller guard that fully protects the propellers and improves flight safety. Thanks to advanced sensors, DJI Mini SE can also hover precisely. The DJI Fly app offers a variety of creator templates that generate awesome videos with just a tap. Even beginners with no editing experience can turn any moment into a social media hit. 
The Mini SE supports uh, 12 megapixel aerial photos and 2.7K quad HD videos. The three-axis motorized gimbal provides superior camera stability and ensures clear, ultra-smooth footage. Shots that look like they came from a Hollywood film set are just a few taps away with the Mini SE's quick shot modes, which includes Drony, Circle, Helix, and Rocket. Just select your quick shot and DJI Mini SE will execute an elaborate preset motion while recording. Take the automatically generated short video and share it instantly with friends on social media. And you can buy one now at Adorama. And of course, you'll find the link for this article and the link to the purchase on Adorama in the show notes for this episode. Next up, IBIS comparison, Canon R5 versus Sony A1. The digital picture has completed an exhaustive comparison between the R5 and the Sony A1 and IBIS performance between the two cameras. The comparison has 680 highly analytical test subject results, which should uh, squash any risk out outliers. Both cameras perform extremely well in these tests, but it looks like the R5 performs just a little bit better. From the digital picture, quote, I experience a one-third to two-third stop advantage with the Canon camera. That difference is not dramatic, and the bottom line is that IBIS is valuable in both camera brands. This feature adds substantially to the versatility of non-stabilized lenses, such as the 50mm f1.2 models tested here. IBIS is one more reason to love the latest mirrorless camera models from both manufacturers. And, of course, you can find their full comparison at the link in this article. You can buy the Canon EOS R5 for $38.99 or the Sony A1 for $64.98. Quite an expensive camera. And last up from Canon Rumors for this week, Gordon Lang reviews 8K quality from the Canon EOS R5. Reviewer Gordon Lang has done a video showcasing the 8K quality from the Canon EOS R5. The video was recorded, edited, and posted to YouTube in all of its 8K glory. The quality of the 8K video from the R5 looks great to me, and if you can work around some of the perceived weaknesses, you're going to get great results from the camera. So get some coffee while the 8K buffers and enjoy the samples. Now keep in mind, from my Thursday episode, I'm a little iffy on how great the video is, because as I mentioned in that episode, the human eye can only perceive so much. So I would have to reserve judgment on that. I haven't watched the video myself, and I'm not, probably not going to, nothing against Gordon Lang, but I just really don't give a hoot about 8K video, and I don't own an R5. All right, now we're going to head on over to Nikon Rumors and see what they have for us for this week. First up, Nikon's upcoming camera, N2014, confirmed to be the Z9 with the new ENEL18D battery and MH33 charger. Today, Nokashita confirmed that the not-yet-announced N2014 camera is, in fact, the upcoming Nikon Z9 that will come with the new ENEL18D battery, which is a 10.8-volt, 3300-milliamp-hour battery, and the new MH33 charger. Input 5 volts to 9 volts at 3 amps. Output 12.6 volts, 1.6 amp. The N2014 is now also registered in Taiwan's NCC. The latest set of rumored Nikon Z9 camera specs can be found at the accompanying link, and I already read them off to you in the previous article from Canon Rumors about the Nikon Z9. 
Next up, announced three new silver TT Artisan APS-C lenses for Nikon Z mount, all under $100. A perfect match for the Nikon ZFC. The new silver TT Artisan 50mm f1.2, 3514, and 17.14 APS-C manual focused mirrorless lenses for Nikon Z mount, previously reported at the accompanying link, are now officially announced and available for pre-order. Some of the listings will be updated in the next few hours. You can find them all at the TT Artisan online store, Pergear, Amazon US, B&H Photo, eBay, and AliExpress. All three lenses are priced under $100 and are a perfect match for the Nikon Z FC camera. And there are some beautiful images of each of the lenses. And it looks like they're mounted on an FC body. So definitely some intriguing results there. Uh, a little bit of a, uh, intriguing news. So if you have a Nikon APS-Z body, maybe you want to pick one of them up. Or maybe you want all of them. I mean, heck, for less than $100 a lens, you could easily buy all three and have yourself a nice little trifecta. Next up, next up, the next two lenses to be announced by Nikon are the Nikkor F, uh, Z F 1.2 lens to be announced in the next few months. Doesn't say what the uh, focal length is. And the Nikkor Z 400mm F 2.8 lens. The Nikon Z 400 2.8 will have a built-in 1.4 times converter, just like the Nikkor 180-400 F 4E TC 1.4 FL ED VR alphabet soup lens. With the TC, the focal length will be 560 millimeters. The 400 millimeter lens will be announced together with the Z9 camera. I already reported that a few months ago. So definitely an interesting bit of news on some new lenses coming from Nikon. Next up, Biltrax will soon release three APS-C autofocus lenses for the Nikon Z-mount. I already reported that Biltrax will announce six new autofocus lenses for the Z-mount, three APS-C, and three full-frame. The Viltrox AF 24mm f1.8 Z already available. The Viltrox AF 35mm f1.8 Z are uh, available for pre-order. The AF 50mm 1.8 Z full-frame. The AF 23mm f1.4 Z is an APS-C. The AF 33mm 1.4 is an APS-C. And the 56 1.4 is also an APS-C. Here are some new pictures of the upcoming Viltrox APS-C autofocus lenses and the new ZFC camera. Absolutely some beautiful lenses and that they have autofocus makes it even better. So any of you that are shooting with a Nikon APS-C body may want to keep your eyes on this particular story and wait and see when they're going to be available. In the U.S., Viltrox lenses are sold at Adorama, B&H, and Amazon. Uh, inter, let's see, international shipping is available at Pergear and at the Viltrox online store. You can get 10% off Viltrox lenses with the code NikonRumors. And with that, I'm going to take a short break, and then I'll be right back. We hope you're enjoying this edition of the Liam Photography Podcast. The best way to support the show is to subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else that you get your podcasts. If you want to leave comments or suggestions for future episodes, you can call or text the show at area code 470-294-8191. And you can email the show at liam at liamphotographypodcast.com. You can find the show notes and links at liamphotographypodcast.com. And you can tweet 
tweet the show at LiamPhotoATL using the hashtag LiamPhotoPodcast. And now, back to the show. And we're back. Next up, the new Viltrox 24mm f1.8 AF lens for Nikon Z-mount will be officially announced on August 15th, which is later today, 10% off coupon code included. The Viltrox 24mm f1.8 autofocus lens for Z-mount. Uh, this new lens can be pre-ordered at B&H Photo and Pergear. The Pergear online store offers free international shipping, and you can use coupon code KCFWEGWNXV94 for an additional 10% off. Man, that's a long coupon code. But hey, if it'll give you 10% off, why not use it? Viltrox will also soon announce a new 35mm f1.8 AF lens for the Nikon Z. You can pre-order that at the accompanying link. Additional information on the new Viltrox 24mm f1.8 can be found at the accompanying article. And it is an absolutely beautiful looking lens, and I have a feeling it's going to be extremely popular with the Nikon Z shooters. So definitely something you might want to run on out and place your pre-order for. And last up from Nikon Rumors for this week, Nikon ZFC additional coverage. A lot of beautiful images here. This particular ZFC seems to have some sort of blue wrap on it. <laughs> Picture, oh, it's supposed to be mint green. It looks blue to me, but pictures of the mint green very close to Tiffany green color. Nikon ZFC camera courtesy of Brooke A. And there's another one here. It looks like it's a rust orange wrap. Picture, oh, it's amber brown, they call it, Nikon ZFC. Uh, <laughs> while the regular black and silver Nikon ZFC camera is available for sale at Adorama, Amazon, and B&H, the colored leather versions are available only at Nikon USA. So if you do want to get one that's got a little bit of color to match your personality, you're going to have to go to the Nikon online store. In Japan, you can purchase a silver lens hood for the new silver Nikkor ZDX 16-50 f3.5-6.3 VR lens. The Nikon HS9 lens hood seems to work well on the new Nikkor Z28mm f2.8 lens. And you can see the accompanying discussion for more information. And there is also an official Nikon video. Nikon Europe, Create Your Light Family, collaborates a candid shoot with the ZFC. You can check ZFC pricing and availability. Pre-orders at Adorama, B&H, Amazon, Park Cameras, Wex, Calumet, Photo Earnhardt, and Camera Canada. And the same retailers all have pre-orders for the 28mm and the 16-50mm. And that is going to wrap up Nikon Rumors for this week. And now we'll get ready to head on over to Fuji Rumors. First up, TT Artisan Fujifilm XGFX Lens Roadmap with autofocus lenses for the Fujifilm 23mm f1.4 FX, 90mm f1.25 GFX, and 40mm f2.8 FX. TT Artisans informed me that they plan the following lenses for the Fujifilm to come next. September APS-C 40mm f2.8 macro lens with Sony, Fuji, Canon, Micro Four Thirds Z and L mount. September 90mm f1.25 lens for the Sony E and Fuji GFX mount. October APS-C 23mm f1.4 with uh, Sony, Fuji, Canon, Micro Four Thirds mount. November, December 28mm f5.6 lens with Leica M mount. Future autofocus lens for Fuji. 
As this information has been passed to me directly from TT Artisan, whom we are affiliated with, don't take it as rumor, but as news. And that is definitely exciting. And there is an official video here about the TT Artisan 40mm f2.8 macro lens, the APS-C M4 thirds, king of budget. Looks like an interesting video. Now, this does have me excited. Now, TT Artisan uh, does make some decent lenses. I know a lot of people enjoy their lenses. They're a Chinese company. Uh, if I remember correctly, and it's definitely got me intrigued because I would absolutely be interested in a 90 millimeter f1.25 for the GFX mount for my GFX 50R. So I'm going to be definitely keeping an eye on that news and information. I may even reach out to TT Artisan myself and see what more I can find out, see if I can get an estimated price range. They may not tell me, but can't hurt to ask, I guess. Next up, Fujifilm GFX 50S2 will look identical to the Fujifilm GFX 100S, hence makes leaked images useless. I keep getting emails about how the Fujifilm GFX 50S2 will look. Will it retain the dials of the GFX 50S? Will it still have the back hump? Will it still have a detachable viewfinder? And more of these questions. I get it, it's summer, so it's easier to miss certain articles while you're on holiday, and that's good. So, but in the hope to stop storm of emails that I get, I would like to remind you of this article from June where I say that the Fujifilm GFX 50S2 will look identical to the 100S. And with identical, I mean identical. Every button, the viewfinder, the dials, absolutely everything. So please stop flooding the poor guy with emails asking him what the 50S Mark II is going to look like. Next up, breaking Fujifilm X Summit on September 2nd with live stream on Fuji Rumors. Fuji Rumors already told you that Fujinon will announce new gear on September 2nd. Well, I am glad to report that Fujifilm will announce it during a dedicated Fujifilm X Summit live stream event. Those events are just fun, and Fuji Rumors will cover it all for you. So definitely tune in on Fuji Rumors on September 2nd. What we can expect and what not is listed at the accompanying link. So definitely some little bit of exciting news there. I may have to see if I can sit in on this one. I haven't been in on one of the live stream events on Fuji Rumors yet, but I just may do that this time. He seems like a really nice guy, and I would definitely be intrigued to see what Fuji might have coming down the pipe. And maybe they'll talk about that. 35 to 70 GFX mount lens that I'm highly interested in. Very, very interested in that lens. Next up, breaking one more and never rumored X-Series camera coming in 2021. Do you remember when I told you there won't be any more X-Series cameras in 2021 and that the next X-Series camera to hit the market will be the Fujifilm X-H2? Well, forget about it. According to our trusted sources, Fujifilm will launch one more X-Series camera in 2021. The camera has never been rumored before, so it can't be the Fujifilm X-H2. So definitely a little bit of intriguing news there. I didn't think they were going to come out with another X-Series camera for this year either, but it looks like we were all wrong. Fujinon patents for XF 90mm f1.6 and XF 77mm f1.6 have been spotted. The Japanese website Absinent spotted a couple of Fujifilm patents, but some of them are old and we shared them back in 2020 already. 
Some belong to lenses we already got or that Fujifilm planned at some point but canceled. The Fujinon XF 50mm f1.0, the Fujinon XF 33 1.0, and the Fujinon XF 90 f2.0. The new ones are the following, the Fujifilm X90 f1.6 and the 77 1.6. You know what I think about patents. Recently, a patent has been spotted about an XF35 1.4 Mark II, which won't come. There was the patent about the XF16-55 F2.8 OIS, which also won't come. Back in March of 2020, we reported about two Fujifilm patents showing a Fujinon XF300 F4 and an XF500 5.6, but also here, we told you not to expect any of these lenses in the near future. And then there were the patents about, well, you get the point. So Fuji Rumors is here to advise you to take every patent with a grain of salt. 99% of those never see the light of day via abso, uh, Absonet. So definitely some intriguing bit of rumor news there on lenses from Fujinon. Next up, new Fujifilm financial results. Imaging division recovers sharply thanks to Instax, Fujifilm GFX100S, increased GFX user base. So definitely some exciting news from Fuji. The latest Fuji financial results for the, says 1ND, it must be second quarter, 2022 from April 2021 to 31 July 2021 had been released. Quote, performance recovered sharply as revenue surged 45.6% year-over-year and operating income returned to the black year-over-year -year due to strong sales of instant photo systems. As for their digital camera division, quote, professional imaging revenue uh, 27.7 billion yen, up from 26.1 year-over-year. The Fujifilm GFX100S, a mirrorless digital camera which has gained a high reputation worldwide for its superior image quality using a large format sensor, despite its compact body, increased its user base and continued to boost sales. And I'm still jealous because I still want one of those so freaking bad. I just can't. Can't pull the trigger on it. I wish I could. And last up from Fuji Rumors for this week, TT Artisan 11mm f2.8 for the Fujifilm GFX officially announced. The TT Artisans just announced the TT Artisan 11mm f2.8 for the Fujifilm GFX. Quote, tomorrow is XE Festival, which is also Saturday. It's a good time to take pictures of the Milky Way and record the wonderful time with family. To celebrate this wonderful weekend, we are happy to introduce our four new members to you the 11mm f2.8 fisheye lens for the Fujifilm GFX. That's a very interesting addition to the G-mount lineup, especially for astrophotography. TT Artisan 11mm f2.8 for GFX. You can buy it at TT Artisan online store, B&H Photo, Amazon US, and Adorama. So definitely another interesting bit of news. I'm going to have to look into this, see what their uh, time or their price is on this. Uh, it is intriguing. I don't necessarily need an 11 millimeter lens, but it might be nice to have one. And it was always it always would be nice to have more G mount lenses for my GFX 50R. Absolutely. And now let's head on over to Sony Alpha Rumors, as we always do on Sundays, to wrap up the news and rumors for this episode. First up, world's most powerful 260-watt graphene power bank to recharge your camera, phone, and laptop. Now, this one is currently on Kickstarter from the looks of it. Uh, 
Uh, one of the things I always carry with me is a power bank. Most of these are annoyingly slow in charging multiple items. So this might be for me and for you. The world's most powerful 260-watt graphene power bank is now available for pre-order on Kickstarter. Click here to read everything about it. And there's an accompanying video as well. Now, keep in mind that Kickstarter is not a store. You are risking your money when you pledge it to a project on there. And you need, and of you who need really crazy power banks, check out the EcoFlow Delta Pro, the portable home battery on Kickstarter. It collected over $7 million and you can run a washing machine on it. Wow, that is crazy. As one heck of a power bank. Next up, Sony pulls out of the WPPI show due to COVID-19 concerns. Petapixel reports, quote, Sony Electronics has been closely monitoring the evolving situation of COVID-19 Delta variant. As a result of the unprecedented and unexpected circumstances, we've made the difficult decision that we will not be participating in person at this year's WPPI Expo. As the world continues to grapple with the pandemic and business uh, adopt digital alternatives and online opportunities to prevent the spread of the virus, Sony Electronics will continue to communicate with our customers and partners in ways that allow us to safely deliver exciting product news and updates to a wider audience and our broader Sony community. We will continue to monitor the situation and look forward to participating at industry events in person at some point in the future. Not a surprise. I wonder when we will have normal trade shows again. Chances are probably never, but we'll have to wait and see. Next up, review of the new TT Artisan 40mm f2.8 macro available for E-mount 2. Richard Wong, quote, TT Artisan sent me a pre-production sample of their new TT Artisan 40mm f2.8 macro lens for review. The lens is not even announced yet. It will be available very soon, tentative date, September, and price will be under $150 US. Uh, but they are happy for me to post this review to share with my viewers first. And you can check that out on his official YouTube channel for yourself. New deal till August 20th, save $125 on the entire Topaz bundle. Till August 20th, you can get $125 on the entire Topaz bundle. Click here with the checkout code RUMOR. Reminder, Topaz announced a new update, Sharpen AI software. And till August 20th, you can save $30 on Sharpen AI using our checkout code RUMOR. And you can download a free trial version at the accompanying link. So if you're interested in any of that software, go ahead and grab it while the discounts are there. Next up, Godox MF12 Macro Flash announced, listed on B&H Photo for $109. Godox announced this new flash that you can pre-order at B&H Photo, and they do have an intro, uh, introduction uh, video from the official Godox YouTube channel. A few videos on it, so you can check those out in this article in the show notes for yourself. And last from Sony rumors, Sony A9 marked as discontinued at B&H Photo. The Sony A9 has been officially marked as discontinued at B&H Photo. The camera is only four years old, so this is a bit unusually early. But in the high-end market, we already have the A9 II and the A1, and I guess it doesn't make sense for Sony to keep so many high-end models alive. And that is going to wrap up all the news and rumors for this week. Thank you.
Remember to check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group. It is a private group and you must answer a security question to join, which is the name of the host of the show, myself, Liam. And I've also opened it up to allow you to give the name of a previous guest on the show to show that you are a listener. Once you are in the group, you are free to post your own original work. I'm also the admin of the Fujifilm GFX 50R group, which is the largest group for the 50R on Facebook. If you own or plan to own the 50R, you can request to join that group, but you do have to answer two security questions to join that group. You can find my work at liamphotography.net and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at liamphotoatl. If you like abandoned buildings and history, you can find my projects at forgottenpiecesofgeorgia.com and forgottenpiecesofpennsylvania.com. All right, that's going to wrap up episode 176 of the Liam Photography Podcast. I want to thank all of my listeners once again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing. Also wanted to remind you to stop by Liam Photography YouTube channel, uh, subscribe to the channel, watch the videos, like them, share them out, comment on them, any questions, anything, anything at all, feel free. And you definitely want to subscribe because this week I received my wrist cam for the Apple Watch. I've gone out and played around with it just a little bit. I was hoping to get more time with it today, but I got called out on real estate work, so I didn't get to. I am doing an unbox and review video for that that will be released on the channel in the near future. So you definitely want to subscribe so that you can check that out. So far, I'm definitely intrigued by it. It's not absolutely perfect, but it is a pretty cool device, a little bit on the expensive side. Also, make sure you click the link to enter the contest in the show notes. Uh, there's the, uh, you have the option to get four entries for a prize of the LeWinner Wireless Lavalier Microphone System. I'll be giving one of those away in October. So make sure you get over to the contest site and get your entries submitted. And if you'd be nice enough, also give a little bit of love to the Forgotten Pieces of Georgia and Pennsylvania YouTube channels as well. Subscribe, like the videos, watch them, share them out, hit the little bell icon on all the channels so that you can be notified as new content drops. All right, that is a wrap, folks, and I will see you all again on Thursday. (music) 